Dad Bod Rap Pod. Hey guys, it's Nate, uh, Nate LeBlanc, producer and co-host. Dave and Damone are out doing what they do right now. I'm here in the studio by myself prepping this episode. We recorded this last Monday. It's a crossover episode with Crate 808. We want to send a huge shout out to Cam from Crate 808 for instigating this collaboration and bending his schedule to work around ours. And just in general, um, if you guys have never listened to Crate 808, uh, it's a really well done professional hip hop podcast. It's all about what records from especially the 90s, but not 100%. 90s stuff will end up in his kind of crate or permanent collection, which is a way I think about my record collection as well. And while we were batting around ideas to see what album we would do a collaborative episode on, this one we landed on pretty quickly as something that was extremely important to all of us. Um, We're going to talk about MF Doom's Operation Doomsday today. A stone cold underground classic, one of the best independent rap records ever made, depending on how you measure things of that nature. Um, As Damone says, when we get into the uh, collaborative interview portion, we kind of interview each other. Um, It's just without this record and the kind of ethos around this record, I don't think that this podcast would exist. It's extremely important to all of us. From a record collecting standpoint, I've got so many different copies of it and pressings of it and singles from it. Uh, Most of the known songs from this album came out as singles on Fondalum before they were collected into an album. It's got amazing, iconic Dr. Doom inspired cover art by Scotch 179. I don't think we got into that on the show, but really important part of this album's mythology. And really it's just um, the fact that it's a self-produced classic. Doom essentially did everything except for the guest verses. He also brought along MF Grimm and the guys who would go on to form Monster Island Czars and kind of uh, Curious, who at that point had been on Columbia but wasn't really um, in the kind of main phase of his career then. So um, just a really important record. If you haven't listened to it by now, please stop and switch over to your music streaming app of choice and listen to it. It's um, it's on the longer side. It's got skits, which we're usually not that huge of a fan of, but they're kind of connective fabric and really reinforce the mythology of Zev Love X dying. That was Doom's alter ego in KMD before this, and then he went dark for a time. His brother, Sub Rock, also a member of KMD, tragically passed away, and then he came back as MF Doom, this masked villain based on Dr. Doom, and uh, really created... Uh, persona that led to having one of the great runs in hip-hop history and just a hugely influential rhymer um, and producer. I think his producer chops, um, while idiosyncratic, really set the template for the next phase of underground rap production. So please enjoy this interview. It's kind of led by Cam from Crate 808. Please listen to him. Um, If you want a place to start, I would highly recommend digging into his DJ Muggs interview. Um, He gets great in-person interviews when legendary hip-hop figures visit London, and we're fairly jealous of the bookings that he's able to accomplish. And just He's such a positive guy. He approaches things from a fan's point of view, but he's very knowledgeable, and really he's just um, he's got a kind of joie de vivre that we really admire. So we're really happy to collaborate with him on this episode. We love MF Doom, and Operation Doomsday is a stone-cold masterpiece. So here is our collaborative conversation with Cam from Crate 808. This is the Dad Bod Rap Pod. You can't stand right there. Hey, 
Yo, 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 welcome to Crate 808, the rap podcast that can't seem to let go of the 90s. And this week, we've got a very special episode speaking to some very special people. It's a Crate 808 collab episode, and we're here with Nate LeBlanc, David Marr, and Damone Carter from the Dad Bod Rap Pod. How are you guys doing, man? Doing good. Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. Thanks for having us, man. Oh, man. No, thank you for jumping on. And today we're going to be talking about an album. So which album have you guys brought today to, uh, let's uh, dive into? Not an album, the album. Uh, (laughs) I was thinking about this in terms of if you were to take away an album in the space-time continuum that would eliminate the dad bod rap pod, (laughs) I I think that you can make an argument for this album talking about MF Doom's 1999 release, Operation Doomsday. Yeah, yeah. Okay, wow. Emphatic. What an emphatic way to put it. We wouldn't even be here without this album. No, I, I think uh, I think in the kind of back to the future sense, you would see us disappearing um, <laughs> were, were Doomsday never to come out. So we, we really appreciate the time to kind of collectively uh, nerd out on that. Wicked, man. Yeah, I'm here for the nerd session. Let's go. Uh, Before we get into that, though, every guest that comes on, we ask them the same question. So I'm going to have to pitch it to you, boys. What are the least hip hop things you guys have done (laughs) in the last 24 hours? I think I have a pretty good one. This morning, I was making yogurt parfaits and listening to Aldous Harding. A British folk rock record. (laughs) I felt pretty unhip hop doing that. (laughs) That's hilarious. That's up there. Folk records. Yeah. But somehow peak Nate at the same time. That's what I imagine you doing in the morning. Yeah. Okay. That's good. We got any others? No no one's going to beat the folk record. No, no. That's a good one. That's That's relatively. Dave? I I watched an episode of The Masked Singer. Oh, wow. um, It makes me, uh, basically anything associated with Nick Cannon, I think, is the most unhip hop thing. (laughs) ever so uh that's pretty much it for that uh, you know Lil Wayne was on it Chaka Khan was on it but dude every time I see Nick Cannon I'm just like what am I doing (laughs) he's triggering you that's what it is right (laughs) oh man wow okay I had like something really banal and although not hip-hop uh earlier today uh Mm. I went and did my taxes Okay. Um, Hardly any rappers do that. I know that's very unhip hop. <laughs> yes. So all of my uh, all of my jewelry has been itemized and deducted. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't know how it is for you guys in the UK, Cam. But um, annually here in the United States, we get bent over, and um, I just found out how much this year. So thank you to the Trump administration and the taxing of the middle class generally. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. What a way to start off a debate about a nineties classic if it's not talking about middle class taxing. Yeah, that's that's how we that's how we bring it in here at the Dead by Rap Park. It's the best way to jump in. And uh, but before we do jump in, I always drop a little intro for the people who don't know. Get to know this album. So, boys, tell me why do you think this album should get into Crate Eight Hundred Eight? I don't look at Doomsday as a debut. I kind of. Mm. I look at it as more of, you know, Zev Love X turns in to MF Doom. And really, to me, these are like mad scientist experiments, Mm -hmm. which is the whole Dr. (laughs) Doom kind of tie-in really works. I think Black Bastards was actually the, the kind of, he starts dabbling with this aesthetic, this really dark kind of, uh, smells like old English 800 and brown weed um, type of experiment 
with with a new rap aesthetic. And so I remember when Operation Doomsday, uh, the singles started to leak out. And there's an ex an excellent uh, version of Bent, the 12 inch version, mm. which that's how I first got it. And Doom is so drunk. <laughs> like he's so drunk he and was like, dead bent he was dead bent right. um, and actually the song is slower his delivery is slurred and when the album came out he did this kind of like what I call the makeup version of when mm-hmm. you, you do something and he was kind of embarrassed of it and it, it was faster and his, his delivery was crisper but I thought on on dead bent the 12 inch single that Fondalin put out was like mm-hmm. this bold announcement of the breaking of the rap mold. You had mentioned in your intro what was going on in kind of the mainstream sphere of rap, mm-hmm. but even in the underground, by 99, 98, 99, um, I think things had gotten a little bit stale. And what Doomsday mm-hmm. does is it it's not a I'm here to kind of like save hip hop. That was a, like there was a real savior complex thing going on. It wasn't trying to respond to anything that was happening on the radio. It happened in its own dark, weird universe. It leaned heavily into cartoonery and just the sample palettes and everything that did it, um, as you mentioned, spawned so many things. I I often listen to records and go, Doom's shadow is really, really long. Mm -hmm. I mean, it got longer on Mad Villainy and some other Mm -hmm. things, but I I think the current context for most of the rappers that we consider to be um, top-notch these days was started... um, on Operation Doomsday. And so that is why I believe this should be in Crate 808. Nice, man. I like that. It, it's interesting you're saying you heard the 12-inch first. Just so we know, like, how did how did you you heard that 12-inch? How did you other guys get into this album? Did you did you know it was coming? Did, were you into KMD beforehand? Yeah, you know, I um, certainly was into KMD beforehand. And, like, uh, and to Damone's point, like, I don't look at this as, like, a debut. I also look at it as a, a continuous evolution. Um, actually, mm. uh, Zev Love X spelled backwards is X Evolves. So... Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Yo! So, shout out to Brian Coleman. I, I, I found that tidbit out in uh, one of his books. But, you know, I, it's, it's one of those albums that I, you know, when I started traveling, I've, I, that's an album, that's a CD that I took with me. So, you know, I have very, very, very um, colorful uh, memories of it, you know, sitting in Paris, listening to Operation Doomsday, you know, sitting in Saigon, listening to Rhymes Like what? Dimes. Where's the wildest place you heard Doomsday in Saigon? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, again, to Damone's point, I mean, Doomsday does cast a very long shadow. Um, but when I re-listened to it, recently um what i took away from it was that this was doom's morning album he is in mm. mourning he's mm. talking about mm. sub rock and th- there's a lot of like internal sort of um to just in just like he, he he's obviously brokenhearted you know what i mean mm. and he's just redoing everything under this um shadow of cartoons and samples and kind of just not giving a fuck and i think um, I had I had an interview with him recent, uh, not recently, um, a while back, and um, oh wow, this was I believe after he had a stint of homelessness too. So, mm. so I this this, this yeah. album emerged from like a, a lot of dark places, and I and I think even though it has a sunny palette to some of the songs, there, there's a lot of darkness in there, and so that mm. strikes me moving forward. Yeah, that's interesting, man. Because because when I first see so your your background to it is so different to a background of someone like me in the UK who kind of didn't have this around as much. I remember it being like 
2000 and uh, I think there's a there's a magazine called Hip Hop Connection over here that was huge and that just had a big Doom feature and that was the first time I heard it mm-hmm. and looking back you're you're right it's not really a debut of sorts mm-hmm. the way I look at it it's like a focused kind of like renovation of like someone's right. evolution like he's completely nailed drilled into what it's going to be it's not half baked and i thought right, that's right. the thing that really got me when i first heard it which was like wow this guy <laughs> this guy's dedication to the role alone like yeah. is even to the point now where you look at like his live shows right and there's impersonators with masks on like that's villainous shit like he is he is a villain like so i love the fact that he really went in so 100%. but yeah man that sounds good one of the things we have there in our category I mean, let's jump in because there's so much to go into, but I would love to know what you guys would say. Listen to this album now. What's aged the best for you from this album? Themes or just Sonics? Mm, Sure. I I think something that really stands out to me, it was this is a lot of people's first taste of what a truly unquantized Mm. drum kind of Mm. drumming sound Mm. could sound like and the freedom and the swing of the drums like you you see it bleed across like all modern hip-hop and the like kind of beat tape aesthetic the post dilla aesthetic of like really like a shifting time signature and i feel like with doom it came more from a a homemade quality he um there's a there's a really funny moment on this where he says he chops chop these drums off truly yours g rap yeah. like that's that's breaking so many rules of like not sample snitching and also like you're not supposed to chop drums off of other hip-hop records like he just yeah. didn't care about like the kind of the the coded nature of um all that kind of like lived experience with producers and he just mm. gave it all away um so i think it's there's something very intricate and skeletal about the production of this record that just like for me marked a shift in my listening i was like i didn't know i liked it like that but Mm. i really do i really Mm -hmm. like hearing the personality and the producer's hand in things more so than something that might be perfect i was listening back to this yesterday and i i think there's a kind of ragged glory to the whole thing it's like just barely hanging on at the seams right god that's (laughs) a great way to put it yeah absolutely man absolutely that's so right it's skeletal is a really good way to put it um but even listening back to it now i was like wow there's like the synths are heavy but there's these saxes and there's flute hip-hop on here there's like so much stuff on here yeah there is a lot of melody it's very cohesively like uh, setting the atmosphere of like yeah lo-fi um kind of stripped down but also flipping these samples which are we've got to go into the samples later, but yeah, Rim. Yeah, how about you, other guys? What did you guys think? I'll make a, a small note without getting into specific samples because I know we're going to talk about that in a bit. But mm. one of the things that struck me about Doomsday and still makes a, an indelible impression on me is that he chose to use a bunch of samples, which I say come from a, a genre called jerry curl soul like (laughs) these these are the songs that my parents would listen to there's a station here called kblx which played this kind of quiet stormy um Mm. 80s kind of synth out uh contemporary r&b r&b right yeah Yeah. and so you know you you take some of the samples that he flipped and we'll we'll get a little more granular later but he took some samples that nobody everybody knew when nobody was checking for it right and kind of Mm. really flipped them into these interesting things and to nate's point this really jagged syncopation 
that somehow worked and that's why you know we'll we will go on for a while about the influence of this record he showed you could use these different flavors um even if you kind of go into the extended doom universe of herbs and spices um you know he's flipping steely dan and these these really kind of uh jazzy r&b inflected things but making them somehow really hardcore at the same time and so um all i when it says what's aged the best i want it to be like it's all aged the best because (laughs) rap has (laughs) rap has went in this direction yeah absolutely and i think that's the big take like listening to that was like wow this this is now this is actually now like there's so many moments in this album where i found myself just thinking oh another example right there another example right there and yeah i thought they're like um sonically is because it's dynamic it has this kind of momentum throughout the album as well like you don't really i don't think one of the things that age really well is i don't skip many things right now even the albums that even the tracks that i may have slept on I'm kind of listening to it all the way through, even with the skits. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, the momentum on this album is huge. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at like where this did go, like as an actual album and the blueprints it did set out in 99, who else is doing this? Like, Who else in 99 Nobody. is producing their whole project as right. an MC and a producer, really? No, nobody, nobody that we'd want to talk about it. Right, at this right. Point. LP <laughs> and no one. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, yeah, right. Okay. I mean, yeah. That's the, fair enough. That's what I mean. It's, yeah. it's kind of like, but, um, but that was a. It's a group project, but LP behind the boards for Fun Crusher a couple years before this release. It's in the same universe, and like mm. it shares a lot of similarities. Um, they're kind of definitional New York. In their indie underground rap records, backpack rap, if you will, and we mm. we often use that term. I don't know—is that a term in the UK? Uh, backpack rap, yeah, it, w- it was more back in the day, and you don't hear there's not as many backpacks, when right? You go, <laughs> right, but like, they're really expensive wow. and small. <laughs> These people are old now; they're all old, and they have kids. They're carrying kids nowadays <laughs> instead of a backpack. <laughs> but but yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you mean. That kind of uh, that kind of rap. Um, one thing I was interested to see what you guys thought of, like, again, it's from my knowledge of looking into hip hop from, from the UK lens and maybe not as connected to it. Um, one thing I always remember at that time hearing this was, so we, I live in, we live in a world where rap was just fixated on fame and being recognized Mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and that, and then this guy came out and went completely the other way as in, he wants infamy rather than fame and wants right, yes. to, even though he doesn't want to be known, you know, you can kind of see that in like a lot of strands of UK stuff as well. There's a lot of like electronic producers uh, like mm. Burial and there's other MCs here like Cass is Dead and M. Huncho who have come out and they're all donning masks. They're all anonymous. Um, but rap is still quite a mi- visual medium, I would think. Um so I wondered what you thought when when he came out. Did it kind of hit you on that level as well? Like an alternative way of being like really famous is just to be anonymous, if you know what I mean. Right. Well, I think for especially with Doom, I think the mask itself um, sort of speaks to that, right? I mean, his his sort of shunning of attention. Um, he's not. Mm. And, and to your point, he wasn't talking about money. Obviously, he's you know he's talking about all his, all his internal struggles. Kind of um, Nate. I think clearly now we see that the 
the Doom model. Um, and actually, I want to like interject, and I talked a little bit about this on Twitter a couple weeks ago. Also, Sia, as a, like in the pop star realm, kind of took this to mm. the next level. But you mentioned mm. Lakaley forty seven or seventy four or forty seven. Forty seven. Mm. Thank 47, you, Damone. Yeah. Um, in your intro, and then there's a country indie country guy called Orville Peck who also wears a mask. He wears like a fringed, like kind of like cowboy mask. And so Makami Makami constantly has his face covered with um, usually like bandanas and stuff. So I think that part of Doom's legacy is secure. He was quite ahead of the curve on that. But um, I think Doom's mask, which I understand to be uh, fashioned from an old um, like collector's item from the movie Gladiator. The original Mm -hmm. mask was a kind of um, a takeoff on that. It just looks really cool. Like totally, it's yeah. like there's no really other way to say it. It it looks sick, dude. Like the especially the cover shot of Mad Villainy. I think that's probably the most iconic of photo. Course. That high contrast kind of um, take that. on it is just it just looks amazing. So he actually his face was out there. If you knew KMD, like KMD spoke in front of Congress. There's right. plenty oh of footage God, right. of um, the Dumoulin brothers and Onyx. If you wanted to know, you could know, but it didn't really matter. And I think mm-hmm. um, something you said earlier, Cam, about him committing so heavily to the character and carrying it through to the live show, like really resonated with people and really helped create a mystique that still lasts. And and I feel like um, uh, what one of the key innovations that Doom made was he bridged the age gap. He said by presenting, he didn't say, but he, he with mm. with Operation Doomsday, he presents himself as cartoon, as to say, this is mm. not about me speaking to, especially in those days, this is a young person's music. Right. He really mm. leaned into this thing of what I look like, how old I am, had means nothing like bart simpson has been in second grade for 40 years yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, absolutely yeah. there's a, there's a timelessness to uh his cartoonery and kind of the the sample structure that he leaned into and i think the anonymity piece in 99 was insane everybody else that you mentioned is doing this in a slightly more contrived way of right, saying right. i'm gonna get attention by pretending to not seek attention in 99 Doom was not seeking attention. Fondalum Records didn't have the the reach that even some of the indie labels do mm-hmm. now. So I, I yeah. think it's it's a it's a type of genius that works because it I think it was really authentic. I don't think he sat there and went, if I don't show my face and I do this, it just felt really real. He's like, I'm gonna craft a mystique today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he yeah. was drunk, you know what, making beats, rapping his ass off, and this is Being what like, emerged. I'm gonna come out with a mask, son. And that you know what I mean? And right. then and then it kind of just it it came into being. And we shouldn't get too far without um mentioning that most of the dope things that happen in hip-hop like maybe 12 percent of them have something to do with bobito <laughs> right. Um, yeah right fondling records yeah 100 percent. yeah and so i think that's something in the doom story as i was kind of listening and and looking back to the releases and such um his bobito's curatorial hand um especially in this is kind of now in the post um the post stretch and bob show era where he was still curating like really the dopest shit that was coming out of new york so um yeah yeah we have to definitely give props to bob yeah absolutely man yeah definitely but bobito killed it man i did i think they recorded this at stretch's house as well or parts of it or stuff so, that's what i heard you know yeah. they're both involved and it's yeah it's incredible just going back to the mask thing you know where this is all going to end up right guys where like 
I'm annoyed now when someone's wearing a Ramones shirt and <laughs> they have never heard the Ramones. In about 10, 15 years, these things will be in Topshop. Absolutely. No, they'll, totally. they'll be like MF Doomed shirts. And I've just, no, because it looks so fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. Someone's going to be wearing that in 10 years and get me really angry whilst I'm, <laughs> whilst I'm you know That's actually happen, funny. Though. I wonder if uh, that will somehow uh, dovetail with the trend of everyone wearing like surgical masks to try to not get sick. <laughs> And then just like eventually everyone's face will be covered, but it will be what you choose to express with your mask that that will be the defining yeah. cultural thing. How you stay safe from coronavirus will be, <laughs> yeah, yeah, will be exactly. the new drip. Like bird shit. Which, by the way, you coronavirus sounds like an MF Doom song title. Totally, totally. <laughs> It sounds like a King uh, Ghidorah. Yeah, exactly. One, uh, oh, man. Oh, that's good, man. And you know, you touched on a really good point there about it being like an age gap thing, right? Because right. I even think sonically, it's got the age gap feel to it. Because mm-hmm. it's so if you listen to something like Red and Gold, right? Mm-hmm. That's a very 80s sound of hip hop to me. Mm-hmm. It's got electro feel to it. And this project has the balls to do that, mm-hmm. experiment with stuff like that. And then, then you compare it to something like um, "Who Do You Think I Am?" The, the Posse Cut, which to me, I remember when I first heard that, I was like, "Oh wow!" It's like it honestly felt like listening to Tribe Called Quest, but yeah. just with a more grimy underground feel. Yep. And I, and I think that's the thing that aged really well is the fact that it touched bases from the eighties all the way up to stuff I was listening to then. And I was like, "Wow, this is like a little history lesson in in an album as well." Um. If we were going on to a, a section I have here, which is um, hidden gems on the album, because we'll probably talk about the bangers and everyone's classic tracks. But um, I was wondering, after revisiting it, if you guys had like, do you know what? This is the track. This is a hidden gem that needs to be talked about more from this album. Hmm. I think you, you, when you said red and gold, I think that's one of those where you maybe take it for granted. Obviously, you know, rhymes like dimes, gastrols, they've mm, been right. um, all get their their proper due but i'm i'm pleasantly surprised by how much i like that song um mm. every time i throw it on and i and i do think it's it, it is because it has this it, you like you said it, it recreates the feel of before people had mastered the sampler like mm. it it has this almost like a caveman-esque uh feel to it but it, it totally works and you can tell you can tell it's kind of a wink and a nod like he obviously knows how to chop the sample right, and, and program right. the drums in a way that's more cohesive, but um, mm. totally doesn't do that. So yeah, red, red and gold is like one of my, my more nice. slept on. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I don't have one, frankly. I, I like the entire album. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I, it's none of it's hidden. Yeah, yeah. really. But to, to your point, Damon, about like the, the sampling part, I mean, I love the, the nostalgic feel of um, all the doom cartoons at the oh, beginning totally. yeah. where yeah. where the mm-hmm. the hiss is is super high and and yeah. and, and prevalent in, in in the recording because it just sounds like he has a microphone up to his tv speaker hold on buddy i think your decimals are <laughs> off a couple yeah yeah <laughs> uh my hidden gem track i don't really hear anyone talk about this one and it wasn't a single is the finest oh my uh, gosh with uh the verse by tommy gunn he says this thing i think about all the time he's like Shorty in the all black. She thinks she all that. I called her. She said, don't call back. She called me. Now what you call that? <laughs> it's like, I love that. 
damn, dude, that's crazy. Like, that's yeah. a dope rhyme. Yeah, like, it, yeah. it's like, I, yeah. I've been thinking about that for 20 years. Yeah, we've had conversations you know I mean? about yes, that Yes, totally. Totally. And, like, he, I forget what, um, I really should have written this down before we started, but he went on to become a, one of the members of Monster Island Czars. I can't remember what his, what his, his other name oh, was he, that he, he chose. Said, you're right. You're right. But I, I've been thinking about this, and I actually love the posse cut as well. I think that's some really high-level, if offbeat, rhyming going yeah. on <laughs> on that, which is kind of the Monster Island Czars thing. Right. Um, but I think... Um, um, imagine you had a friend so charismatic that you're like, all right, we're all going to pretend we're kaiju monsters from Godzilla <laughs> now for like our job. <laughs> like It's like what what was in the water or in the, the old English to like, yeah, just to get everybody so excited about this where you're like, OK, I will team up with you right. in like an yeah. imaginary theme and yeah. change my whole rap style into your approach. That's yeah, yeah no, that's it's wild. Mine. I would be Mothra if <laughs> if we were to do that, Nate. Just so you know. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> that's amazing. That's that's there's so many things like that though. Like where you said the um, the fact that he's getting other people invested in this whole thing, concepts with him. I think that's why a lot of other genres enjoy Doom as well. Like, if I suppose it's one of the things that has aged best is I would say this is just for anecdotal evidence alone, arguably his most accessible work. Like, even though it is dark, even though there is a lot of mourning in it, like, his, it's his least angry album, I thought, as in sounding-wise. Interesting. Wise, as in Interesting. Interesting. I, I, I do want to kind of agree with you there and go slightly against my co-hosts. I, I think this album's a lot of fun. Like, right. you, you mm. have to search for the... Um, the dark moments i think if you just put it on it's like yeah 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 like, i mean it's, it's sonically so it's sonically it's it's colorful and yeah. and sunny i think totally. i think the food album is actually his sunny album yeah, yeah. Um, that's fair but, I, that but fair. I mean he deals with so many dark themes in this totally uh, you know uh, that 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 emerged through the music so that that's mm. what strikes me okay cool well, I mean, if we're going if, if um, uh, when we talk about hidden gems i was uh, going through and there's certain tracks I think this playlist culture is really annoying because <laughs> I must have just taken tracks I thought I loved put them in my playlist and not really revisited the album right. too much yeah and I think when I go back now question mark is great because I forgot how much emotion was in that one track totally mm. really good curious yeah. verse too Curious yeah. is like kind Kills of like one of those you, only the heads know even who Curious George is, and then you get a little <laughs> taste of it on there, and you're like, God, why wasn't he huge? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. And Curious is yeah. There's a quite a few like like you said that Tommy Gunn. I was like, seriously, the best Tommy Gunn is the guy from Rocky Four. You know, the guy <laughs> who looks poorly. I was like, <laughs> just nice. just just to give Sly Stallone the line of you know what was it again? There, you knocked him out. Come try and knock me out. Yeah, I'm here for this. <laughs> this is the best. But Tommy Gunn held his own and curious as well. And there's actually like a bit of um, I'm just wondering, like, yeah, oh god, I wonder where they kind of went because they kind of dropped off my radar. Yeah, and yeah. So it's good to know they went on and did things. Um, but my hidden gem on, on this album when I was going back, um, man, I found a whole new love for Operation Greenbacks. Yeah, mm. like that's the track I think I can hear so much of today's rap in i mean mm-hmm. you can hear it in all of it but hearing that back i was like wow even the way the sample comes in yep the type of sample that's used i mean yep. it's not like <laughs> if we're going in samples it's not scooby-doo you know <laughs> like, yeah. like he uses on hay but Which i love it's still yeah. pretty amazing you know? yeah and you could and, you um, could hear greenbacks with like west side gun right. rapping on it it's right. that right. type of i mean they take the drums Absolutely. off but still <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sans drums <laughs> pretty but much yeah yeah 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. And there's, and again, it came back to this thing where I was like, it's because there's certain tracks on this album that are kind of like more driving beats, like as in mm. they drive the momentum forward. I keep to hate, hate using that word over and over again, but like I listen to the way it's even sequenced. Mm-hmm. Like I can't sleep on the beats. It's like dead bent, that driving beat of dead bent that keeps building. There's that like no drop to it. And then you go on to like, hey, and that's like a prolonged, like kind of high pitched note throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And that's really atmospheric. And you think, wow, like it all kind of fits into one thing. And you have stuff that's just quintessentially 80s all the way up to like, oh, wow, this is going to be used for 20 years from now, which is a very hard marriage to, for anyone, you know, even just to produce on its own, let alone spitting. We're not even talked about the bars, you know. Mm. Um, but if we do talk about the bars, <laughs> I would love to know some of your hottest bars on the album. We could be here for a while because it's MF Doom and one of his best yeah. projects. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I, I mean, drop, drop drop me some of your favorites. I'll, I'll go one. with one. And it's actually not so much a bar as like a tag on the end of Hey, but I think it really, <laughs> it, it really brings the whole um, concept of the themed record around the Scooby-Doo thing together. He's like, to all y'all doing unsettling bids, you could have got away with it if it wasn't for these meddling kids. And it's like it's like taking like the NYC street culture, the old cartoons, right, right. and the kind yeah. of dusty, like he doesn't rush. He just like perfectly delivers his joke right on time and like And the sample yes. dovetails with it. And he and he takes the whole thing with him and it's like that's how you mm. write a song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> done, done and done. I'll 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 kind of piggyback on that and say one of the best opening bars, not because it's, I don't know, it's it's very mundane if you were to look at it on paper, but mm. the way that Rhymes Like Dimes starts, where he just Jeez. comes up with this, like, like a New York cop on a sidewalk going, hey, yo, y'all can't stand right, right here. Right. Beat drops out, <laughs> and then he's like, now he's in your right hand with Off your man. the races. Yeah, uh, 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 but it's, it's, yeah. Such, it's such an atmospheric kind of thing to do. It just felt super new york and then it starts off mm. to me it the greatest rap limerick of all time <laughs> which is which is rhymes like dimes which i could right. do verbatim right now but um yeah. just kind of that that little weird pause and and how he delivered the line again to nate's point um to me mf doom is like our groucho Marx. It's it's punchlines, mm-hmm. but he delivers it in this old timey way where you kind of feel like he has a cigar, like a winking. Yep. Yeah, yep. like yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't stand right here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of like, wow, dude. Yeah, you kind of you kind of get that. There's an old, there's a vaudeville villain. Right. There's a vaudevillian right. yeah. kind of feel and presentation to it. So right. that is one of mine. And before I let Dave talk, um, I have another one because this is like my doom. When I knew Doom was going to be Doom, mm. and he was like, call me Mr. Bent. I'm at where your sister went. And I was like, it's <laughs> over. Thank you. This is the fucking guy yeah. right here. <laughs> you, I, I, that's fucking great. Yeah. I love that. Oh, man. I There are so many albums strewn throughout this whole thing. I, mean, I, 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 I don't I really mind like spending the, uh, 45 minutes just talking about bars, guys. I, mean, I know. <laughs> we, we could. We honestly could. Um, I, I like the part where he's it's like something, something on my grave, Dumoulin. <laughs> Um, yeah. That oh, part man. to me yeah. forever it struck me because I thought his last name was Dumille. Me too. Yeah. So it just completely changed the, changed the whole structure and my understanding of that rhyme. 
And yeah. now he's talking yeah. about his grave. Yeah. You know what I mean? Either unmarked or ungraved. Hey, who's to say? Yeah. Wow. So good. Um, I love the, uh, he holds his heart when he tells a rhyme. Yes. Um, I love, um, what is it? A doom, a killer who loves children, one one that's equally skilled in destruction as well as building. That's jeez. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, man. there's just it's about as good as rapping gets. Pretty much, pretty yeah. much. I yeah, mean, right? I, we can go for which days is on this why alone. I don't see because a lot of my friends don't really are into doom as much. Maybe it's because I'm not not everyone had this album, so I get that. And Mad Villainy got it really hyped, but I can't. I, I, if someone to tell me they don't understand you know, he, how good he is at rhyming. Yeah, sometimes I was like, wow, that's crazy because it's just there for everyone. It's not like it's hard to tune into. Do you know what I mean? Like it's right. quite, it's all laid out in front of you if you, yes. if you really just listen. That's all it is. Um, you know, you talk about Rhymes Like Dimes. One of my favorite lyrics on there was, um, uh, only in America could you find a way to earn a healthy Ooh, book and still keep, keep your, your attitude on self-destruct. Yes, yes. One of the best rap yes. lines of all time. And That's social commentary. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely all time, man. Um, I had a few bars here that I loved. Uh, so basically, first of all, I think it's a bit of a shout out. They're not bars, but the outro to Rhymes Like Dimes, which is great. So yeah. mashed yeah. potatoes, Bob. what do you say on the end of a track? <laughs> you know? And I was like, what do you say at the end of a track? Totally. And it that part was... is so great. It, it's joy. It's like oh. joyful. Right. It's like they, yeah. they're like, they're obviously just having fun messing around. There's obviously not a big entourage waiting outside and an engineer, like, right. you know, billing yeah. by the hour here. They're just like making a song I like yeah that part to me is one of my favorite parts of the song it's not rapping per se but it's what makes mm. that song really unique and, and that, has really stood out and and it's if you've ever seen Bobito DJ that is him like he up rocks mm. behind mm. the turntables right. type DJ when there's seven people in the room I've literally seen this yeah. like so he just yeah. loves that, the music he loves the music and he comes across there's an innocence to it with everything that happened in that in the album and he just comes on and he's like yeah Buttery biscuits, and I get lost. <laughs> I'm like, uh, of course, right? Of course. Of course it's uh, Cam, I just want to give you a heads up. We've got ten minutes till our next interview, so if we want to go lightning round on the rest of the questions, or if you just want to go in depth on one more, I just want to tell you where we are. Yeah, man, no worries for sure, for sure. Um, I was going to say, if you guys did want to have a break and like come back on this at some point, that's all good. But I mean, uh, yeah, I've got a few more bits here, so we can crack on for sure. sure. Um. So if, again, we're talking about like uh, other categories that we have. Um, is there anything on here where you would say, gun to head, you have to have a non-90s rapper on here? Who are you having? Ooh, that was a that was a deep question. Yeah, that is. That's uh, <laughs> I generally take the things as they come and don't try to like alter them or like think about how they could be different. But mm, I do think. For sure. um, uh, I I love Edon, and I would love to hear Edon you get took on mine, a, you get on a, one of these really colorful like '80s R&B tracks and just go bar for bar with Doom. One hundred percent. I mean, speaking of an MC produ yeah. producer um, yeah. setup too. Yep. I mean, yep. if anything, like Edon to me is sort of um, a Doom spawn as well. Yeah, for for sure. Yeah, I, absolutely. And I think did his album come out around the same time? Because couple years after 2001 both of uh beauty and the beat yeah yeah i think it yeah. was about two years after unless you're talking about prim primitive plus right right so it's still is it is Which is cool too. it's in the same kind of you know oh, grungy universe like 2004 Four, and right. yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up primitive plus i think is like 99 yeah, yeah. I, think I think it was 99 yeah i think it was 99 he i think edon could 
could hang. Um, I think Rock Marciano would sound great on one. You know, on Primitive Plus two thousand. Just so. two thousand. Okay. okay. Yeah. Same our, era. Our ombudsman. Okay. Um, yeah, there, you know, it's this is almost too easy of a question because everybody raps like this now. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. There are so Dude, many people that now, that like, live in that. So. I was I I I think the 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 one I would have gone with is car because I don't hear enough mm. of car. Oh, okay, but then that's yep. interesting. Yeah, oh, that's a great. Yeah. yeah, I'd have liked to see where that would go. Yeah, because then you hear the styles on like um tick tick, yeah. which is another great, right. great example. I think that's the Beatles, right? Yeah, it is uh, glass onion. onion. The way they yep. flip right, that, right. and the way they kind of experiment with flows. I don't remember anyone doing that back then. No. I thought that car could have been on there and kind of just kind of you know had fun with that track that would have been interesting and that, that's a like, mf grim and car have have something in common they bring a weight right. to their they use negative space really well they're patient and they bring a weight to everything they say because it's like kind of a hushed tone mm-hmm. no one's yelling mm-hmm. no one's like do it like i'm doing air quotes here styling it's right. not about how the rap is so intricate and fast it's just about what you say and where you place it within the the structure of the beat so that's an interesting one totally, cam totally. said he wondered how it would go if if car was on the track it would go quietly mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it would go there, nothing's punctuated with car you know right. what i mean in, in the true. best way that's true that is true yeah um but the, you know you're talking about everyone rhymes like this now the more i looked at doom and this kind of it's clumsy, but so intricate. Mm-hmm. It's like a, almost like a stream of consciousness, the way he tells his mm-hmm. stories. I totally. think. Sure. And like, even on Operation Greenbacks, like the whole way that ends, and it's just ridiculous. And you think like, oh, it's random, but tight. And I thought that's the, that's the way I was trying uh, to, you know, trying to, trying to do it. And I was thinking that's a lot of rappers I love now are like that. They can be quite random. Um, so yeah, I mean that that style is yeah, I'm I'm here for it and yeah, you're right. It is it is still everywhere now. Um if we have another category 2 seconds. Yes, another category we do here. Um man, so we talk about features and the feature trinity in the 90s. Um if you had to pick one of these 90s artists to be on it, on which track and which one of these? Mm. Uh, you got Buster Method Man or Nas? <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think uh, I think Nas. It's weird because where he was at at that time, I don't think it would have worked. But if you took like hip hop is dead, Nas, <laughs> who tried to do an MF Doom style track and it was pretty fucking funny uh, when he's rapping like <laughs> Dick Tracy. Um, but if you if you took him from that era when he was trying to like reclaim, which I get is in the two thousands, but um. I think I think that could have worked. I think I think Buster was too verbose and mm-hmm. kind of too caught in the the radio hit kind of thing. Mm. Um, meth works, but any any smart rapper doesn't want a meth feature. <laughs> right? Meth comes in features on your shit, and right. then people forgot you were on it. Right? Yeah. Totally. So it becomes true. his show. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, I would true. love to hear a weed song with Doom and Meth on it, though. Just yeah, just for my right. own listening yeah. pleasure, I think they could yeah. really yeah. take that theme and like work it. That would be sick. Yeah, <laughs> I can. I feel that. I feel that. And then if we're looking at um, rewindable tracks, though, if we're looking at like most rewindable tracks, so many of them. Uh, right, yes, know, rhymes, the like rhymes like dimes is like dimes is gonna Doomsday. be uh, in the all time. Yeah, gas draws dead bent. I mean, dead bent. Yeah, it's 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 like the whole thing. Yeah, is, those are kind yeah. of the main ones. Though they they chose the 
the I, because I think they built the album around the singles, kind of an old school way of doing it. They trickled mm. out all these songs, and then they built yep. the rest of the album yep, right, around right. it. They added the skits, they added the connective material, they added mm. the on the new editions, like especially the ones that are streaming. They have this weird poem thing at the end, mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm. this was not on any of my versions. I'm good. I'm good off this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If, if you were gonna go, I think one of our prep categories was like what you could have done without, and I will go to the there's the spoken word. Yeah. Uh, outro. Strange outro. Yeah. That was. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the one thing that didn't age well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the age the worst. Fair yes. Yeah. <laughs> when you talk about most rewindable, you said all the ones there that I had. Um, the thing I thought about Doomsday, it's almost like um, there's certain tracks in my life that have acted like a bridge. Like they've definitely just been the bridge I've travelled across. I distinctly remember putting the CD on. The intro kind of got me going, the Fantastic Four Wild style stuff. But it also has them mm-hmm. kind of sneaky keys in there. But then, like, my whole taste kind of shifted in rap when I heard Doomsday. Right. Yeah. Because I was like, wow, it, it, it was amazing how long it took to get used to this after Boom Bap, like, kind mm-hmm. of rap and right. mm. 90s rap, which was so diverse. Going really underground was this just changed the way I think and and then yeah it kind of laid the the kind of runway for like so many other acts that I'm still listening to now and obviously on your pod you're getting a lot of the guests on now which I'm like yeah like I, this is I probably would not have got into this stage of rap like a lot of my friends if it hadn't been for Doomsday mm-hmm. so that track for me is an all timer as well so I'm up there with you man I'm up there with you absolutely um so how how long have we got guys we've got five couple minutes, of or? minutes couple like three okay, minutes. Cool. Cool, man. Um, so, which one of you guys would like to nominate themselves to do a 30-second conclusion to sum up this album? In We're all pointing at Damone. Right. <laughs> anyone, anyone got a conclusion uh, ready? 30 seconds. 30 seconds. I can set a timer if one of you... Or if you want to do a collab, I'm here for that. No, we want Damone to do it. <laughs> End of the game. Pass me the ball. Yeah. Run away. Seconds left. Thank you. Um, okay. 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 Right. Let me set this timer. You ready? All right. Um, so I don't know. What do you even say at the end of pods? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, Operation Doomsday is not a record. It is the record that uh, defines our modern hip hop era. Hmm. And if you haven't listened to it or you don't get it, it's like science. You cannot believe in it, but it's still the truth. Um, so <laughs> I would encourage nice. I would encourage anyone who's who's not up on Doom, and I've heard that a little bit, definitely check out Operation Doomsday. Um, it's visual. It's colorful. It is the best. Nice one, man. Nice one. I like it. And I agree. Of course, it's getting into Crate 808. There was no point me even putting you through this because it was good good. sorry guys (laughs) but yeah um so guys man thank you for jumping in thank you um yeah man thank you uh i appreciate all your help i I appreciate all the stuff you're doing man just thank you yeah same likewise yeah it's uh it's been so cool to start the show and kind of find our community we very much consider you and your listeners to be a part of that i think we're all kind of working the same ground and um it's super fun this is really awesome so thank you oh man nice one uh, I'd love to have you guys on again next time we have a bit more time I'd love to talk top fives with you yeah, I want to know sure. as well uh, Doom's brilliant run on this album you know King Ghidra Vaudeville Villain Mad Villainy all that food unreal 
Yes, but unreal, insane, and I'll go so far as uh, to a lot of the moments on Born like this and vaudeville villain. Same, uh, yeah, same, claim, same. yeah, claim, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but for, now, not so much for you. But for, <laughs> <laughs> but for you guys, where does Doom go in the twenty twenties? Like, what he would you go, like? To he doesn't see go anywhere because because Doom. Here is my thing: his passport issues. Doom, well, wow, <laughs> that was good. Um, uh, we we got to leave Doom alone. He gave us so much. I think the idea that Doom mailed this in or he needs a new record, he don't need to do shit. Like <laughs> the rest of these, tell your favorite rapper to produce, you know, produce mm. and write eight brilliant right. fucking genre defining albums and then yeah. we'll come back. Cause I'm, I, I feel like with rap fans, we're a little bit like, that was great. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Doom we don't got to do shit. We should all be contributing to the Doom retirement fund right, right now. Right. <laughs> fair man fair um but so where can we find you guys let's give uh, give everyone a heads yep. up on where uh, we can find so you. so dad bod rap pod you can listen to us on spotify apple music google play soundcloud but if you want to keep us healthy and eating uh <laughs> nice vegetarian meals please check us out on kiki.co.uk um mm-hmm. that is our syndication partner in the uk and um, definitely chat with us on Twitter. There's a, a healthy, robust discussion that goes down there at Dad Bod Rap Pod. If you are down with the visuals on Instagram, we are at Dad Bod Rap Pod. Boom. Love it, man. Yes, get involved, everyone. And uh, until next time, guys, I'd love to have you guys back on. I'm sure people out there are going to love this. Uh, but yeah, for now, just keep smashing it, man. All right. Thanks, Cam. Thank appreciate you, man. Appreciate it. No worries, man. I appreciate you too. I'll catch you soon. All right. Peace. Peace, Peace. man.